This episode of the Old Green Plain Podcast is brought to you by the Nebraska State College System, serving over 9,000 students through three geographically diverse institutions, Shadron State, Peru State, where I went, and Wayne State, which offer collectively more than 200 degrees, certificates, and pre-professional programs that are accessible on campuses, online, and in several locations from around our great state of Nebraska. With more than 270 credentialed faculty members and 50,000 successful graduates, the Nebraska State College System provides human and intellectual capital that contributes to the future, state, future strength of our great state. If you or someone you know, say at maybe the holidays, when you got some extended time to talk with some of your cousins who are uh, aimlessly wandering through this life and they need a little more direction and they want to go to a cool and unique place, try Peru, Nebraska and Peru State. I went there. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Land of a thousand oaks and very big hills. If you or someone you know are interested in learning and what great institution is better for you or them, and you want to check out the ways that these colleges are making an impact in the areas that they serve, because they do, go to www.nscs.edu. Again, that's www.nscs.edu. This episode is also brought to you by our old school OG sponsor, I guess I can call him that. Silverhawk Aviation. Since 1991, Silverhawk Aviation, located right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, has brought customers the absolute best experience for charter flyers all over the Midwest. From a full lineup of Cessna Citation jets to King Air turboprops, Silverhawk Aviation gives you the, the freedom to fly where you want, when you want. Travel in total privacy while you avoid the inconvenience of long drives and long, long lines. Like, Maybe you're right now listening to me in your head and you are got your headphones in as you're going through the TSA or whatever line and you're going, man, why do I need to wait for another person to pat me down? And I'm not even to the line yet. <laughs> Dad jokes. Uh, but you can avoid all that. I mean, there's still safety. There's still all the things you got to worry about and they care about that. But it's very simple. It's beautiful. It's nice. It smells good in there. You get great coffee. I've mentioned it before. That's all at Silverhawk Aviation. Not only do they provide the best and that charter experience that I just lovely, so lovely laid out for you. But Silverhawk is also a trusted services provider for all you pilots out there. For quick turns, when you want to get in, fuel up, and get out to FAA certified maintenance and the best-in-class avionics upgrades, repairs, and maintenance, Silverhawk Aviation is something for all you aviation fans out there or just want to get to your destination fans out there. Check out SilverhawkAviation.com. Again, that's Silverhawk Aviation. Com. You can also find all of our information about our sponsors um, on our website at oldgreenplane.com. We have one. On our, we don't really plug very well, or I don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this episode of the Old Green Plane podcast, as I try to get an old green frog out of my throat, is Colin and I. And we haven't done one of these episodes in a while. <clears throat> if you're at all the fan of the show, I'm I imagine at some point you're wondering, when are they going to like put out more actual episodes? And the truth is, is, we get into that, number one, so we shed some light on that. But the truth is, is that it's a lot of work. And more importantly, which is really what this episode is about, is kind of what we've learned. And no, we don't spend you know 45 minutes talking about what we've learned about creating a you know YouTube web series slash show slash podcast. It's really about how we learn and why we learn and, and what are we learning right now in our lives. For Colin, we get into um, last week him and his, his wife, Angie, they 
experienced uh, their oldest going away to go serve in the military, something that Colin has done, something that members of my family have done and still do. And we walk through what that is like, not only for what Colin, it was like for him when he was younger and did it himself, but now fast forward to what it's like to be a parent and go through that. And if you really think about uh, the microcosm that is that experience, this is really about learning and how he, it was really, it, it was really fascinating. I was sitting there listening to him and, and I was thinking about learning, thinking about my own life. And maybe you would hear this and think the same thing that context is truly everything. But we only really learn about new context or new ways of thinking or just anything new in general by stepping through the uncomfortable and seeing what's on the other side. And that's really, truly what's at the core of what our conversation is about. Because Old Green Plain, the show, the podcast, the people we have on, if there's one central message that we always try to get out is that you should really encounter the unknown, step through the uncomfortableness, a lot of people say it, right? And you got to fail. You got to push through failure or excuse me, through fear. And these things are, are true. And, and just because they're true, we shouldn't dismiss them or not talk about them. They're not boring. They are incredibly chunky, sometimes uncomfortable, but really unique conversations. And Colin and I, this was a great conversation. We, him and I haven't had a chance to even talk that much. We've been so busy. So this was the first time that we actually really got to sit down and, and talk to each other about things like this. And so we're glad to let you just listen in. It's like you're sitting over here. I saw a meme the other day and it was a picture of a, of a kid um, sitting next to a poster of two people eating <laughs> dinner and this kid who was real sitting next to the poster was also eating the same food. I think it was at McDonald's. And that's what a podcast is like. We think you're right here and I hope you do too. So without further ado, I'll be quiet, let you listen in. The latest episode of Colin and I talking about all sorts of stuff, mostly what is it like to learn something new? Not always fun. This episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast. your son uh calvin who we've had on the ogp podcast he's been a part of the the shoots and some episodes that will come out right he'll be a part of them um and he's a part of the show anyways in many ways i mean he's really a founding partner right (laughs) a lot of the what we do so i love calvin i love your son but this week you watched him leave for the navy which yourself you um were a member of our armed forces and the navy so you've in a sense been in like the same position Yep, 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 and uh, yeah. So precursor might get a little emotional. Might uh, it's all right. It's just us. Yeah, it's just <laughs> we're us not recording talking. this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, it it was a it was a crazy week because leading up to this, I was like, it's it's time for him. You know, it's mm-hmm. nineteen years, and I, I I remember when I went into boot camp, um, and. Uh, I remember when you know, they dropped me off at the bus station. You know, back then it was they dropped you off at the old Greyhound station. <laughs> right, I can't imagine. And, oh, Greyhound. it was crazy. It's in it was six six days after high school graduation. Uh, all my friends are you know partying, and I'm getting ready to 
yeah. get on a bus and go to boot camp and yeah. my mom's tearing up and my dad's tearing up and I'm thinking, what the hell are these guys tearing up for? I'm the one that's going to get my ass kicked. And uh, But then now full circle, 30 years later, because <laughs> you know I'm I'm 29. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you what, man, talk about days going slow and years flying by. But uh, so 25, 26, whatever. I'm not going to age myself, but a long time later, and here my my son. Leading up to this, I kept he well, Dad, what happens on the first week? And it's like Calvin, here's what's going to happen, man. And yeah. I and I walk him through step by step. Uh, and we, we, because you know my son, yeah, our relationship, right. Calvin and I were very, very tight. We yeah. talked about everything. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, co pilot, literally. Co pilot, literally. <laughs> co pilot. <laughs> right. And he was the pilot, you know? Yeah, he right. Flew yeah, the Good plane point. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's very, uh, I mean, that's the thing I love about Calvin. He's, he, he's, I, I, I joked him once that I might have even put in his graduation card. He's a, he's in like a, like a, he's a young kid and a man. He's a man and he's always been a grown up, but yeah, he's mm-hmm. very, kid like he's very funny is that both yeah. and perspective about him which is why i love him. well angie and i it was really important for us it, and it is really important for us to give our kids every possible opportunity they can have mm-hmm. and we, we try to get them to try everything mm-hmm. and uh you know try everything and, and fail at a lot of things but find what you're passionate about right 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 uh, right because you know this this is going to hurt you to say but one of my favorite memories with calvin was when we took him to t-ball and all his buddies were you know i'm going to be in the mlb and yeah. we start here and they just thought they were the shit you yeah. know with all their braces and yeah. their, their special batting, batting gloves, gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah these kids are six yeah <laughs> and calvin got in the car afterwards and he was i go how'd you like that and he goes that sucks. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. Right. You mean it, we don't have youth baseball. Yeah. Let's go find something you do like. Son. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so, I mean, he, he's very much an outdoors kid, mm-hmm. very much loved, you know, woodworking, mm-hmm. welding, mm-hmm. working on cars, things like that. We yeah. just love to do things yeah. that we could do together. Uh, but full circle, you know, when you look at my past week, all last week, I was kind of gearing up like, excitement yeah and then uh sunday night uh when we we took him down to to, uh omaha dropped him off that was pretty emotional because it's like uh they stay in a hotel room and then next morning we went down and watched him do his final swearing his Uh official swearing right and then we went to the airport with him and it it still wasn't real real to Mm. me uh and i kept going back to the excitement of wow, he's getting ready to face challenges mm-hmm. and do things. Because you sensed that you had done it, you yeah. were sensing that. I was excited from for the him. past. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's his opportunity. He took a gap year after high school, which mm-hmm. I think was the best thing a, yeah. a young man could do. I mean, mm-hmm. how cool is that? When he first told me he was going to take a gap year as a dad, I was like, "What the?" <laughs> right, right. You're, yeah. You're Hell no, home. you're not. Yeah, right, right. You know, but uh, I'm so glad he did because it was it, it enabled us to spend some time. Mm-hmm. It enabled him to spend time with his friends and mm-hmm. really focus mm-hmm. on relationships with with us, Angie yeah. and I, and his friends and, and and his girlfriend and relationships with himself. I yeah, think I was he just going to say, himself, yeah. you know? I, I, that's a great point. It probably made him affirm more in his brain what he wanted to do. Right. And that kind of switch. I mean, you you probably saw that when yeah. it was weird because at first he was he was almost uh, he felt like he was almost uh, I don't I don't really want to say depressed, mm-hmm. but for the first 
after his first summer with his high school buddies, and then they all went to college, he kind of moped around for about a month, and I was really, really uh, concerned about it. Mm -hmm. And so he and I talked about it, and he said, you know, Dad, I'm not sure if I made the right choice by by mm. waiting a year because all my friends are going out and they're starting to make something of themselves. And it was a good opportunity for Angie and I to, to visit with him and say, here's, here's the thing. You have a lot of friends that are going to school and you're going to see some of them start dropping out of school. Mm -hmm. You're going to see some of them failing at the, you know, mm -hmm. what they, what they initially set out to do. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see a bunch of young men and women that are, are, transferring degrees, transferring mm -hmm. to different schools, mm -hmm. switching what they want to do. And, mm -hmm. and because that's human nature. How <laughs> right, can right. someone, how can someone yeah. expect a young man or woman to know exactly what they want to yeah. do the day they right. graduate high school? Right. Right. I mean, people are already asking our, our second grader, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? For goodness sakes, yeah. until she's a senior in high school, I hope her answer is I want to be a fairy princess riding a fucking <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> right. 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 right? Well, we talked about that with Paul. Uh, you know, we're talking about this idea of finding, you know, it's got to be about well, you said it. You, know, you got to find your passion first. And right. it really it comes with knowing yourself, which is what you're really saying. Like, hey, give yourself time to what do you want? Why mm -hmm. do you want to do this? Because I, he, yeah, you're right. His switch flipped. It did. Uh, his training, you tell me he was doing swimming mm -hmm. and I mean all the stuff. Because, you know, I don't know how much detail you can get into, but like he's obviously going to the Navy. Is that yep. fair to yeah. say? And yeah. I mean, he, his work leading up to it uh, was crazy. Well, it, it, so. To prepare essentially or? Yeah, so, you know, during a wrestling camp, he did a SEAL test mm -hmm. and he failed it. He failed on the swimming part. Of it. Mm -hmm. uh, that was his senior year. And so he told me he didn't want to do, you know, special forces and things like that. But so it, then all of a sudden he started looking back on uh, some, some, you know, looking back on my life yeah, and some things yeah. I've done and he decided he did want to be a swimmer. And so he and I got in the pool in May uh -huh. and we did the swim test to uh, become a Navy search and rescue swimmer. Mm -hmm. And he missed it. He missed it by oh, like 30 seconds. Uh -huh. And I was like, dude, if you think this is what you're going to do and you want to try out for it and you want to try out for this, it, you know, next august september you better get your butt in gear <laughs> right, and that right, kid yeah. every single morning you saw it yeah every morning oh. he was doing these crazy workouts yeah. following the routine because yeah. the, the military has sites out there right <clears throat> so he was following these workouts and uh fast forward i i jumped in the pool with him in at the beginning of september and he shaved six minutes off his swim time. He did the run. He did the push-ups. He did the pull-ups. He did the sit-ups. Mm -hmm. And when when he got his contract, so he he went through, told the recruiter what he wanted to mm -hmm. do. Right. I think the recruiter first kind of discounted, like, oh yeah, everybody tells me that. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, Calvin took his assessment. Mm -hmm. His assessment came back of yes, this is. I mean, they, I imagine by now the military has data that pretty much oh, can yeah. assess your personality yeah. and say, no, you may yeah. want to be a nuclear physicist. <laughs> right. Uh, you're going to be a target. <laughs> and we call those infantrymen. Uh, yes. And yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. But yeah. anyway, so no, his his assessment came back. He was definitely wired uh, to, to to do something in in the special forces. Mm -hmm. Then the biggest thing was, you know, you have everything. Now we have to see if you pass the test and you have four tries. Mm -hmm. uh, so he went up and he did it on his first try, got a contract. He had to keep that that level mm -hmm. uh, of fitness and, and be able to pass that test 
he had until January 6th and they had an opening for him and he passed it and and he did so just to get by comparison he swam his 500 in eight minutes eight minutes 44 seconds mm-hmm. uh, he did 74 push-ups in the two minutes good night 96 sit-ups and he ran his mile and a half in like I think uh, nine minutes, 48 seconds. That's crazy. Like that. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. Night and day. So that tells you the level of commitment that he had over the summer. 19-year-old boy, I think that was very, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was the switch for him that flipped? You mentioned it was after he did the first test that you guys did together. Mm-hmm. What about it? He, Because that's then some people uh, fold with that knowledge. Yeah. Oh, it looks like I can't. Well, was he knew he was going to go in the military. Yeah, so he, that's a done deal yep. happening. Now and, I want to make the best of it kind of thing. Yep. Or, yeah. And so the, the thing about the military is it is very easy to go in on the bottom and work your way up. I shouldn't say easy. That's a very hard thing to do. Right. Well, like my brother's been in for nine years, and that's kind of the mentality he had. Like, yeah. hey, it's, i got to work <laughs> my way up. You know. Yeah, I flipped, I, I flipped the switch. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to start at the bottom and work your way up. But you can. And so, and, yeah, and so but what the, the thing that you know, he and I visited about is, I said, dude, if you go in and you take any job they're going to give you, uh-huh. do you think they're going to give you the best job or jobs that other people that are smarter don't want. Right, right. So I think that that, he knew he was going to the military. Mm-hmm. He knew that, you know, in the Marines and the uh, Coast Guard, they don't have guaranteed spots. In the Navy, if you check out right, you can get a guaranteed spot. Uh-huh. Once he got that guaranteed spot, it clicked in him to, to say, I'd better maintain this or they're going to replace me. Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. It, Social pressure. Oh, crap. I'm going to, yeah, I don't want to get embarrassed it, on that. Yeah, My and the goodness. last thing he it's wanted to do is, his. I, I think, with the amount of maturing he did over the past year, it wasn't that he wanted to disappoint me. It wasn't that he dis- wanted to disappoint Angie. Mm-hmm. It was that he put it on himself. He didn't mm-hmm. want to disappoint himself. Yeah. Uh, the way that he lived his whole life. He's right. always been a pretty competitive kid. Yeah, without doubt. Um, he's always had a pretty good head on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know him. He's a pretty yeah. quiet kid, doesn't say a lot. Right. Um, he, he's He's... Speaks off, carry a big stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, watching that, so so now fat, back on track. So it's just been an emotional week because uh, yeah. it, it's easy to, to watch other people do this. Right. It's easy to remember doing this myself. Yeah. But when you take the, you know. Well, you said that you said that you saw someone else or you would see in the past like other people parents and have they would have kids and they'd be like yeah this is so tough and you were thinking of Colin that went through it and you're going don't worry it's not that it's not that tough. bad but now sorry to interrupt but that's what I mean like that isn't you told me that before and I'm like wow that, that, that that's that's the linear nature of experience in life like you can mm-hmm. only really recall on the information you have had experienced and now you're watching him you know I had a friend of ours uh, about four months ago their son went into the Air Force and uh, these friends were struggling with it. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, it's not that big a deal. Well, I took their son out for coffee a couple times uh-huh. and we visited about what he was going to experience, what he should take. Uh, and, and the Facebook posts, you know, you could tell that they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking to myself, you're going to be fine. He's going to be fine. This is no big deal. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about this. Yeah. Like you've raised a good kid. He's a right. strong kid. You're strong people. You're, 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 everything's in line. Yeah. <coughs> 
three months later, Calvin walks down that tarmac, and I was sobbing like a girl. I mean, not like a girl. That's not fair. I was sobbing like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, because it felt like my right arm had gotten, you know, removed. And it did. And it did. You <laughs> yeah, know, he was my right-hand guy. And uh, he was my son, but he was also, you know, the thing with Calvin is you raise your kids, I think, to a certain age. After a certain age, I mean, if you haven't taught them, yeah. right from wrong right. shame on you right. i think that at, at once they hit a certain age and a certain certain maturity level you stop parenting mm-hmm. not stop parenting but you mm-hmm. ease back on the parenting yeah, and, no, and it switches over to more of a i'm going to walk alongside you and coach you yes yes and, yes. and nudge. If, yeah if uh-huh. you want to take my coaching and my nudging great yeah if you don't great right but here i i brought you up to this point yeah right and so for me it was it was the past four or five years of walking alongside Calvin, not only coaching him, but him coaching me as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like us challenging friend. each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I was always a dad. Yes, I was the last one that he wanted to tell if he got in trouble. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, we traveled together, we hunted together, we worked on cars together, we right. welded together, right. we, we hung out, you know, we right. raised pigs together, we did our stuff. Like the, <laughs> right, right. You and, learned things together. Yeah. Which is a unique endeavor with someone that's your son or your child, right? Learning things together, doing yeah. things together, you know. It's, uh, yeah, so it was a tough deal. And so when he, uh, yeah, when he, when, uh, and I know what he's going through right now. Mm-hmm. So what does it make you think about, like now you have a time to think and kind of take it all in. Don't think about the dad. Don't think about, you know, the even the husband. And you're still a father to other children. Mm-hmm. Just yourself. What does it now full circle mean to you, that whole process going from when you experienced it to listening to other parents who are going, they're worried about their kids, and you're like, man, to now being the parent. You've had the experience from both sides, the perspective. Monday afternoon when he walked down that tarmac, I, I, I read the regulations to see how old I had to be to get back. Because <laughs> I, I would love to walk through that with him. And that was one of the things I told That's him. Great. I said, I can't, you and I can't communicate over the next That's several great. weeks. But just know I'm right there. Yeah. And he was like, God, Dad, I wish you could. And I told him, I said, dude, because the thing is to do that, to do, um, to be, he, he's going to, he's actually doing, he's an AIRR swimmer. So he's part of the special force. He's going to surface to air. Wow. Uh, to do that, you can't do that. I think the, uh, you can't join that program if you're over 30 so i'm, I'm so 17 no. years past can you lie and fake your birth certificate if, yeah i know he's my son but i got really good genes <laughs> i had it when i was 11. if a 30 year old walks in with this much gray <laughs> and, like, uh, it's a die uh, yeah uh so no i mean that's what i think about now is i wish i was there with him yeah just so i could tell him you know what yeah this guy that's yelling at you he's a dog on a leash he can't hurt you. Yeah, he's, right. He's, he's there screaming at you to put you under pressure to see how you react. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the other thing is the only thing that is is the only thing in the world that will hamper him from ever moving forward is himself. Yeah. <laughs> There's millions of people, men and women, that have gone through what he's going through. Uh, very few have gone through the, the level of training he's about to go, go through. through right but those that do it's a it's a large enough number to know that it's all in your head right well yeah. and this speaks to like uh, did your did you learn to fly from your father 
I flew with my father. I never took lessons from so, him. So, so you kind of got that that base layer of knowledge you're talking about being a parent anyways, yep. right and wrong. So you kind of knew the right and wrongs, the base right and wrongs of being in pilot from your father. You, you have to remember. So here's, here's the thing about my dad. Mm-hmm. When I talked about walking next to you. Right. My dad started walking next to me when I was about six. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, 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 he was early. <laughs> he was constantly working. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he when he was home, he uh, he parented mm-hmm. very. He was a very good parent, but you know he was very busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was he was too busy to come watch a guy wrestle, watch yeah. a guy's football game. He was he was always working. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a good. My dad was the dad that when I was twelve, I hate, said, "Hey, dad, I'm gonna me and Derek are gonna take the car," and he was like, "You're taking the car." And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm old enough to drive. And he was like, well, then take the car. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right, like, right. what the fuck? Like, yeah, we got him. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's both did. sign, both and. It's both. He was, wasn't was aware that that's a lie, but and also trusting enough of you. Because he, he, he was walking alongside me. He had no clue yeah, that I wasn't yeah. 14 years old, you know, right, in, right. in Deadwood, we could drive when we were 14. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember looking at, well, you've met my friend Derek yeah. Stewart. Oh, right? yeah. So I remember looking at Stu and I was just like, it worked. <laughs> We got the fucking keys. Where so we, we stacked pillows so we could see over it. Holy we went downtown shit. Deadwood in my dad's flipping at 12. Yeah, 12 years old. And dude, if you uh-huh. ever saw a picture of me at 12, uh-huh. I was about the size of Hazel. Oh, dude. I was so small. So I stacked pillows and I'm cruising a 1972 Mercury Marquis, the biggest Batmobile looking car you I can could imagine. just see it. And I remember telling Derek, you drive now because you look older. Because <laughs> you're like, I can't go down for this. I can't go down. Yeah. I'm not 12. <laughs> or, like a, or I am 12. So he started oh. walking next to me and trusting me at a very early age. Yeah. When the, you know, the d- difference between my kids is I'll walk alongside of them until they need me to get back behind him and push him. Yeah. You know, with Ella, it was very easy. Ella was at an earlier age than Calvin. Yeah. Um, she matures. She's, I think women mature faster than raising girls versus raising boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Girls are so hard until they're about 12. And then once they figure out that, listen, the world doesn't revolve around me. Yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden 13, 14 girls become, a lot more independent. Mm-hmm. They start maturing faster. Socially aware. They're socially aware. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the the biggest the biggest issue raising a teenage girl over a teenage boy is teenage girls are brutal to each other. They're mm, brutal. Yeah. We talked about some of that too, which I'm uh, not, I'm on the doorstep of some of that, and I already uh, get nervous. I mean, it happens in the grade schools. You know, ten, I mean, there's been stories, you know, of stuff that I hear. But going back to like you know, this idea of being a you know the coach teacher parent role there's there's an underlying like lowest common denominator that's Mm -hmm. about teaching you know about Mm -hmm. passing along things and i was struck today about learning it was funny that you were really this is in in a weird way it's like you're learning you know new there's your learning i mean Mm -hmm. that that feeling that you had watching him walk away on the tarmac that was new Mm-hmm. It, it clicked other things in your brain now. Like I was one of the questions I had was, okay, now you have a parent that you see now that's choked up or a month away from their son or daughter leaving for the military or leaving for just to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, is, what would you tell them differently that you would tell, or would you? you know, the parent that you saw before, you now had to experience yourself now after. Are you giving them different advice? 
for the parent that's you know feeling broke up getting ready for it yeah i think i i, th I think what is it I, I think i would just literally grab them and look them in the eye and say this is going to be the hardest Ugh. thing in the world see brother that's and the only power yeah it's power the only thing mm -hmm. that is going to make it better mm -hmm. the only thing is time yeah because if you're a parent and uh -huh. you can put your son or daughter on a bus and send them away to college send them away to the military mm -hmm. send them away to study abroad anytime you send your child away a piece of you leaves yeah and so you can only experience that by experiencing yeah it. <laughs> and until someone's experiencing that you don't know they're just That's, talking at it yeah and and so if i could if i could go back i would say what you're about to do is going to be so fucking hard yeah you need to just get in your car, close the doors, mm -hmm. roll up the windows, and ball it out. Right, right, or whatever it is for them. Right, yep. and I, I, I agree, and I, and I. So this, I'm really fascinated by this because Colin, there's that you. I did not want to get into the damn plane with you. Mm -hmm. I still have nervousness, but I have enough knowledge and experience to know that I'm, I'm okay. And mm -hmm. if I learn, then I can help you, and I can right. take off some of the pressure off you. So now. I've taken on myself just to understand more about what we do. I don't know it, right. but I'm learning. So then that helps offset this. You learning now what you know about the experience of having gone through uh, watching your child leave on an endeavor like this that you've been through has now taught you that, gosh, the most important thing is to say it's going to be shitty. It's going to yeah. be tough. So what I'm getting at is like there's this thing about experience. And I, I amped, you know, amped what we do, the, our, the company the platform that helps people recognize each other. When we really talk about why recognition is important, we tell them is from Dr. Dan O'Reilly, the professor at Duke University, mm -hmm. and he talks about you know the only time you can really find and experience how recognition works or why appreciation works for people is after they feel it. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to sell someone on this idea that no positivity is going to make you want to work harder. Right? You sure it's money? I know it's money. I know it feels like that, and mm -hmm. you might teach to that, and that's the way our system's kind of been predicated upon, right? The current one. But what we're trying to break through is this. No, when you are appreciated for something that you care about, you know, for something that means something to you, and someone sees that, you always say the number one thing people want is just to be seen or heard. Right. And they that want to be appreciated. And that's only can be done if you experience it. And that's where I'm like, we kind of, we don't appreciate experience enough. Well, you know, that's one thing, right? We don't yeah. appreciate what it is to someone to be an expert. We go, ah, I know, I've been through that. Mm -hmm. I know best. Well, you don't until sometimes you experience. Not that you're wrong for trying to understand it, but it's also don't think you're totally right either, you know. And right. that, that, I'm fascinated by that. I love the learning that curve. Well, because I think, you know, and, and so I'll tell you another thing, that, mm -hmm. that saying that you never know what someone else is going through, so yeah. be kind. Right, right, right? Yeah, yeah, without doubt. So if I could go back in time on our first flight, mm -hmm. You know, if you remember, I was like, Craig, Jesus Christ, it's no big deal. Yeah, but you were you knew what the other side was. You right, but if that. I could go back, I would tell you, listen, man, I understand this fear. Yeah, it's scary because you're not yeah. in control. Right, you're in. You're we're we're defying gravity. <laughs> Literally, right? the rules and laws. That are I, I would be able the universe. to. Universe. You know, I'm better equipped to put myself in your situation. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'd still make you do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I got a funny ass story uh, to, like to break stories. this. So yeah. <laughs> the other day I was flying with uh, my friend Gene, mm -hmm. and we were going to go up and fly uh, fly along the Missouri River to see. He, he's got a cabin up there that flooded and washed away. And um, Gene from Silverhawk. Yes, Silverhawk so, Aviation. 
<laughs> yeah, it was the best. So we we uh, we get in the plane, and that guy has nerves of steel, mm. like nothing mm-hmm. I have ever seen. So I, I, I was explaining to him what I'm doing. He just kicked back. But, you know, he flies, and, and he's been working on planes for 35 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I literally think I could have uh, put that plane upside down. He would have been like, this is fine. You know? but, <laughs> so we're, we're on Flymouth. Uh-huh. And, you know, I always do the the, pre, the pre-checklist the oh, when we're on the runway. Doubt, yeah. Hey, are your seatbelts fastened, doors mm-hmm. locked, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Clear pop? Yep. Yeah, all that words. We start climbing out on the runway and his door pops open. Wind blowing like crazy, and I go, "What the fuck is that?" And he's like, "Oh, my door, my door popped open <laughs> in air, in the air." Was there a cabin? Like a well, it's not pressured. You don't. It's, it's not, not pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, he's like, things. he's trying to shut it, and it uh-huh. won't shut because of the pressure. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, we can turn around." He's like, "Nah, I'll just hold her shut. Let's keep going." And so uh, we we decided to land in in uh, Wahoo. Uh-huh. And to get the door shut. To get the door shut. So I, I, I call I call Omaha and I say, hey, Omaha, we're going to deviate and we're going to land in Wahoo. And, uh, and they were like, well, are you going to full stop Wahoo? And I said, no, we just have to shut a door. And the guy's like, you got a door open. Is everything okay? Are you I said, no, it's all good. It's just Gene's over there just holding it, it and starts talking about other stuff. He's like, yeah, so, you know, start, you know, I was like, listen. Yeah, but that just tell it. So, oh, we, if it was me, I you know I'd be I, freaking I out. I kept thinking that if Craig was in here and that door popped open, what the hell? <laughs> we're gonna die. die. We're gonna die. <laughs> oh my god, I would have had such a shit show on my. Are you telling me that? Yeah, is really important. Yeah, I mean, that don't did, worry, Gene's had it. He's got to hold on to it. We'll land over here. Okay, okay, I'll trust that. I'll trust that. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna be nervous, but I'm gonna probably curb it down a little bit. Yeah, no, we dude. Uh, so he he we 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 landed <sighs> and literally basically. Sh- Slowed the plane down. Gene opens the door, slams it, locks it. Just took right off yeah, again. Touch and go. But <clears throat> it was so funny watching him react to it. And because the whole time, you know, afterwards, he's like, we got to tighten up that door latch a little bit. And I'm like, <laughs> anybody else would have been shitting their pants. Oh, dude. Right? He's trying to, you know what it is? It's the con, It's the person. Well, that's his, like, that's his world, right? Is that's his Working world. on planes. And so yeah. they're, they're this little... There's this little, there's this entity of learning and knowing. He can know all the things in the world, but it may not, it may not work all of a sudden. Now he's got to relearn what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the loose thing. Uh, we were talking earlier about the the truck, the cyber truck that Ethan or Ethan uh, Elon uh, Elon, the Ethan Hawk. I was going to say Ethan, Ethan Hawk. That Ethan Harrison put out. <laughs> all right, yeah, cool. Ethan, <laughs> shout out Ethan Harrison. Um, <laughs> And they they did there. So it was last night they were revealing the new you know Tesla truck and. Um, uh, you know, he's doing this, you know, like they do now, all tech companies yeah, now, right. I do the big reveal and shit. Yeah. And so he's up there doing it. And, they're, and one of their things are indestructible windows. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, I know we disagree on the look and feel of the truck. I like the idea that we got a futuristic truck that's going to market because that's weird. It looks futuristic. If we're it's sitting weird. in 1974, oh. that's what they, it, if we're in 1974 <laughs> so and our bell bottoms and our, and our <laughs> sneakers, gonna be like. it, this what truck's going to look like in the future. It's fine. And we're 12. It is now. And it's it, now. And it's now. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, like, yeah, I, I was expecting such a cool looking vehicle. Yeah. Their cars look amazing. <laughs> Their cars are amazing. Yeah. The technology is amazing. Yeah. The look is amazing. But, but this, that truck? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I told you earlier that I, I like old, weird sci fi movies. But that sci fi movie I mentioned, which was um, 
He basically did an elongated Pontiac Aztec. Remember that <laughs> Pontiac Aztec? I don't, but I, geez, that's all you need to say is that I know exactly what it looks like. Google a Pontiac I Aztec. I got the... It's, I'm telling you, it looks like he took an Aztec and was like, I think I can work with this. So uh, the other thing, as I looked this up, was so he gets, he's... he's Excuse me, I, I cough. He, <laughs> we, he, uh, he's going to reveal the, you know, this feature of these unbreakable... Um, windows and he has you know his I assume he what did you say it was head of engineering? I think it was head of engineer what was it Aztec what year did this come out just Google Pontiac Aztec hit images yeah. it's what Walt Walt drove in, yeah in uh, Breaking Bad yeah yes it is it's a so, newer version of the Pontiac I get to, that I get that I didn't like that one by the way when I saw that I was like that looks like shit right and it, in fact in Breaking Bad I think Vince Gilligan the creator of that said like we wanted to have a car that just showed how shitty his life was <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry my. out there if you own a Pontiac I was like they're fine cars I'm sure they're this dependable. segment is not brought to you yes. by Pontiac maybe you're a meth <laughs> creator I don't know but so well, he, South Dakota is that's well, they're, they're on, on it. it. Well, we can get into that too. But so there's so that so he's his engineer gets up with those metal ball at the window and it just breaks. Breaks. <laughs> it, well, it like it kind of and then he goes, "We'll do that again. Maybe it was wrong." And that one shattered, shattered. it. So yeah. it wasn't unbreakable as they said, and it's funnier than shit to watch. But what I was thinking of, which was, you know, they did test runs. Yeah. You know, there's dudes or gals. Or do you know that? Because they're such a, I mean, these guys are such a powerhouse. Maybe they were just like, yeah, it works. Trust me. It worked on the, I assume there's machines. You know, they have like those test dummy crash up areas. You know, they did like price them. You know, uh, what's the, one of the standards out there, ISSO or whatever. Mm. They do, they very standardized tests. But those are like machines that do the exact same moment thousands of times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're very mechanical. This is a human throwing a ball trajectory that probably was not. So you're probably you're right. I don't know. But I don't think they did. But I but I what I wonder is it, oh, if they didn't then you haven't learned. Mm-hmm. And this is like that learning exploration kind of I don't really know what to what this is going to happen. But when he <laughs> said get up there and throw this ball, he assumed that that shit was going to work. Right. You know, without a doubt. And he handled it like someone who was like, "Oh my god, it didn't work," you know. Or do <clears throat> do as many people lay eyes on that truck? Do like as many that. people lay eyes on that truck and get and share that video mm-hmm. if those windows don't break. That's another conversation too, and I, you said that right away, and I was like, man, I hate that we're. I mean, the meth we're on it, you know, right. campaign that South Dakota is on is like, I get, and that's learning too. And I want to. So what I so I had a conversation with my daughter this morning about about learning, mm-hmm. and it's kind of you know not that we're on this topic, but we're here, so whatever. But and she, I, I asked her. I said, well, you know, because she got really upset. She hadn't finished a, a project that she needed to finish. And I was like, well, um, okay, well, what do we need to do? It's kind of like Gene. Door flies open. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we need to do here? You know, you're my daughter. I have an, an, I, I'm walking along this path with you. You aren't going to be right or wrong to me if you don't know today. You know, like, right. it's, and it's my responsibility. I said, I'm not judged. I told her, I'm not judged by you just today, Hazel. I am, but I'm judged by both today hazel and hazel when she's 30 Mm -hmm. and hazel when she you know i'm gone right so we get to into learning i said you know if you went to school and everybody just knew everything you're that a you wouldn't need teachers and you love mrs walsh and b you would have nothing to do (laughs) so it'd be boring and if everybody just knew everything then then there would be no need for learning of any kind school would be boring and obsolete so you need to not know in order to learn and she didn't know this particular thing. She was really hurt by that. And for kids at that age, you know what it's like. Oh, it's tough. And if you don't know something and you're in class and you feel like everybody does or you're 
it makes you feel like you're dumb. But, and, but the problem is from parents. Uh-huh. It's hard for parents to realize that these situations seem so minute to us. Yeah. But to that kid, oh, it's, it's the world. It is yeah. so real. Right. That would be like as a parent when if the bank called and said, hey, we're taking all your house and your cars. And someone else saying, who cares? Don't worry about it. Don't Money's worry about important. it. Money's not important. Yeah, right. Dude, yeah. stuff is important. Yeah. I, and see, and I, I uh, yes. And it, it goes back to what you are saying earlier. You, you were better equipped. You now feel better equipped to really tell a parent what it's like to go through the experience of watching a right. son or daughter leave. So in that moment, I, I wasn't thinking of Craig being an apparent and what would he tell a child to do it's what did what how did craig fuck up at 10 right where did what was craig doing wrong at that age that what did i learn what can i pass along now not just to tell her hey i went through this like hey don't worry i've done it too it's not a big deal but like how can we work through this like gene gene's been through that planes millions of times right. and a door pops open and he's like don't worry i got it and oh by the way i think we got a fix he's not putting the plane down he's not saying right. your window door sucks it's just how do we get through? But old Butch probably felt a little insecure in that moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm not, you know, my flaps came open. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my zipper's the down. Zipper, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, people tell me their zipper's down and they're really embarrassed for me. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> we all like, got Why? one. <laughs> right. So I really tried to explain to her in that moment. Like, You ever tried to order a sandwich with your zipper down? No, probably. And I didn't know it. Do you? Is that one of your tactics no, to get know, free meals? Wouldn't that be the? Wouldn't that be? Well, the here's how you get. Thing? Oh, sir, your zipper. You have a nut hanging out. Well, let me tell you how I got kicked out of Subway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm banned there for life. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to that friend of mine, Stu. Okay, yeah. One of his favorite things to do when he's getting a group picture oh. is he unzips his <laughs> trousers and puts one of his nuts out. What? Yeah, and so no one will notice, and then all of a sudden, like Later years on. will go by, and it'll be like. Oh my God, Derek has a nut hanging out. Like, oh, thanks and a lot. It, I, I put this in my above my mantle. And he'll laugh and say, ah, you just saw that. <laughs> right. That's the gift that keeps on getting Clark. <laughs> anyway. Everybody yeah. needs a stew. Uh, but so going back to my daughter this morning, <laughs> which is a great transition from nuts and pictures, but I, I'm, I was I was struck by, you know, how. And so anyways, we were driving. So she started to work on it and we got done. And I asked her before she went into class, I like, does that make sense to you? You know, because in the end, like you don't, you don't, you don't owe any of your classmates for you to be on the same level of them. So mm -hmm. you don't need to feel like if you're behind that you're wrong. It's just at that moment in time they're right. But you don't have to be upset that you're wrong. And so this transitions into why Old Green Plain. I I wanted to get into this topic, which was I imagine some people if they listened 36 minutes in, I wonder what the hell have you guys been up to? And at least for me, what Old Green Plain has been up to is learning. Right. And it's been a learning curve to, you know, not only in like production and creating a show, and I've had to really own saying that, because at first I was like, wow, shit, we're just doing a thing. Not yeah. to put down what we're doing, but I didn't want anybody else to think we thought we were big time or any right. shit like that. It's been, dude, it's a crazy learning curve. Oh, it's a grind. Yeah, what have you learned? What has most of you learned about not only just like creating a show, but just making all the behind the scenes stuff happen, which is really wild. Yeah, so I've learned it's really easy to create content. Yeah. It's really hard to produce that content. Yeah, consistently <clears throat> create it. You know, it. edit, yeah. you know, the, the hours of editing. Rec recording, recording, in a sense. Yeah, coming with the idea. Clipping, mm -hmm. 
you know, finding guests and creating yeah. content is mm -hmm. really, really easy, and yeah. it's fun. It's fun. The yeah. hardest part is is cutting those that content down and producing a show out of it. Yeah. Or a podcast. Right. It. It's 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 very hard. Yeah. And, and I have such a deeper appreciation for people that pull this thing off now. Yeah, right. Or just video, any, any anything. really good video content, and then I see them create it consistently. I'm yeah. like, holy crap, that's a that's a feat. That's a feat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and so hats off to to everybody that, that's doing it. You know, because one, I think we've talked about this stat before, but there are as many podcasts that start every single day today. Yeah. That were in existence yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. think about yeah, that. That's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. The difference is, is it's, it goes back to, uh, one of my favorite, I, we've talked about this on this podcast before is the sip can test versus the full can test. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you know, people were, would taste Pepsi from a sip and they'd say, Oh, I like it way better than Coke. And then the people that had a full can of Coke were like, wait, overwhelmingly Coke's better. Yeah. What I've learned is that to be a good show or to have a show, you got to consistently put it out and content. to do that that gap between a sip can and a full can that's a big fucking gap right you know and i mean dude it connects to being a good parent you don't yeah. know what you, in order to be a good parent you got it's time <laughs> like you, you literally said it's a that, good anything it's a good anything yeah it's a good it's the i think it's the equation in some ways like mm -hmm. but i mean i uh, I wish what we could tell people when we post on social media, we say more episodes coming soon. There would be tomorrow. Yeah. But understand there's real people doing like Levy, old Levy, you know, he's Ventura, cranking. you know, he's out there where he's, a, he's a kid, he's a student and he's doing other stuff too. There's a lot of other people that we've been able to connect with that are helping us, you know, that, that shout outs to them too. And it's just, it's a village, mm -hmm. you know? Well, and it, we're, we're not just doing a, a, a a normal show where we set up two microphones and and start interviewing right people. we're flip getting people camera. in a flipping airplane <laughs> right. taking them out to eat yeah, yeah. interviewing them finding Scene out what makes places. them tick yeah, yeah and and we can't script anything because no. you can't control winds clouds you can't control radio talking you other airplanes flying by yeah there's so much out of our control that's what makes this show so exciting it is exciting. and if i could go back seven months before our first episode and mm -hmm. say hey guys you can't plan anything. Get up there, have some questions you want answered, yeah. you, you, some information you'd right. like to gather right. from this guest, and then have fun. Yeah. Right? I would, I would quit trying to focus on every detail yeah. and focus on the most important detail. Let's go out and have fun. Uh, yeah, and finish. <laughs> Execute <laughs> yeah. on the finish. Yeah, no, that's um, true. We do have like a lot of, we do guess. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of energy behind it. Oh, it, I can't wait it, to show people the I, guess. We can't we really share it yet because we've learned that it's, cart in front of a horse will look yeah. bad but at the same time like we do i mean we're recording a podcast here shortly with tony goins we're fact, we gotta wrap up i know he's, it, oh yeah oh no it's not to actually one. yeah oh but my we gosh. got time but oh we're... my gosh here i you know this is the second time this week buddy. this is the second time this week mm -hmm. that i have totally screwed up on time you know i went to a meeting the other day in omaha an hour early <laughs> and i was sitting there and i texted <laughs> the prepared. guy and i said hey man <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. He was like, I'm in my office. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, well, I'm here. Yeah. Like, Yeah, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> right, right, right. And he's like, Oh, wow. Sorry, time change, buddy. I haven't, I haven't adjusted yet. <clears throat> Craig, I tell you what, man. It makes these phones make calendars so damn easy, and I screw them up all the time. I know, but I uh, listen. There's, there's also so much that goes into like, okay, just because it's easier, it's because we pile more shit on it. Then, right? It's more meetings now because it's easier to do it. Well, that's not always good either. Right. Um, I do real quick. So we're 
the next three we'll probably release three or four, which we're not going to put times out there, but uh, the Rogers girls. Yeah. Um, Madeline Rogers, Cystic Fibrosis. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, Matter of fact, I think that one's almost done being edited. Yeah, I know. I, depending on when we post this, which will probably be next week sometime before Thanksgiving, like, uh, yeah, we might have something to share. Uh, it might. You guys might already be watching this while you're that listening. That episode <laughs> while you're listening yeah. to this saying, and you, wait a minute, what's with this time? Yes, yeah, it's been launched. You're talking to me from the future. Uh, that and you can't do two things at once, person. I'm sorry. Watch one, get off this, listen to that, watch that, and then come back. I thought you were directly talking to me like I can't do two things at once. And I was like, you're right. I cannot do two things <laughs> no, at I once. No, I can't walk and chew gum. At least things I care about. Um, Clay Anderson. Finally, I know old Clay, mm-hmm. astronaut Anderson. He's been patiently waiting and wants to do a podcast, and we are going to record it. I've just been very at reticent to not have all of our equipment set up because we got to do that over the phone. And yeah. Nicole's taught me, boy, that's not ready at all. That's not easy. Uh-uh. And, um, and for so, anybody that is good at podcasts, if you're yes. hearing this, oh my gosh, oh, reach out to us, yeah, and, and give us some growing pains or, or video editing, video or, editing, you know, and and you know, go look at what we're doing first to to see if that's even something you think is cool or interested in because that's kind of the look and feel, but. And really, I mean, that's that's a great way to sort of get into where we're going next. If there are, I mean, you could not have said that. If there are people out there have any knowledge or just think that there'd be cool guests to have on. You yeah. know, um, I've been researching just some u- unique Nebraskans and, mm-hmm. you know, unique people around us. And so if you have anybody you think that, oh, because in the end, like I really also wanted to, you know, this is Old Green Plain, at least for me, has it been a learning experience, but it's also been a, a learning experience in learning fighting back against the fear of the unknown got it or, or just not acknowledging it at all mm-hmm. tamping it down and saying i'll figure that out when we get to it well shit that can also hit you like a ton of bricks too because being prepared it means getting ready for something right. so you know that's been a learning experience a learning curve it's also been a lesson in perspective change i mean i again the thing i said to you about calvin that blows me away my brothers uh, one still serves the other one essentially does uh, but uh is the moment you walk off the world of being a real citizen into their your world of being mm-hmm. in the military? It's a night and day different, man. Night and day. I night mean, and I have all the respect in the world, not only because I have family that serve, but I feel extended family that serves. But just in general, service of any kind. Right. I mean, Tony Goins is you know used to serve in the military. Now he's a public servant. Mm-hmm. You know, service is good. But shit, that is a perspective change, dude. It's like getting in the air, and when you see. That's why I love flying, and that's really what I'm getting at. Is I love what we do with Old Green Plane because we're changing people's perspective. Hopefully, our guests, right. or just seeing having another one, not a new one, uh, or at least opening other people's eyes to you know things they haven't seen before. So. Right? Yeah, I think that's uh, all. All those are powerful, and uh, you know we've got a hell of a platform to show people. Yeah. Not only introduce people to general aviation, right. but give them a way to tell their story yeah. and give them a way to express themselves and have an outlet that, quite frankly, I don't know any other platform that's doing that. Right? No. So that's that's both exciting and scary. Yeah, yeah. Because there I'm might be a reason why no one's doing this because it's hard as fuck. Because <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> so if you if you have idiots. tried this and it didn't work, tell us about it. Save us, save us some heartbreak. Save us because I need to get that door shut in the air. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else you want to make sure? Uh, go on? No, I think I think we could pretty much wrap up for All the right. day. You gotta go get ready for Tony. Yeah. All right. S- sounds good, man. Nice right, talking to you. You too. Wasn't that a great episode? You listened the whole way. Now be rewarded with more information. We want to talk about another one of our sponsors because 
well, we have them and we love the help they give us. And we wouldn't have them on as sponsors if we didn't actually think there was value for some of you, maybe you, maybe someone you know. So this, our last one on this episode of the Old Green Plane podcast is from Flight Flicks. Flight Flicks. They basically put really badass sound equipment and mostly cameras all inside and outside of your plane so you can capture these amazing shots that I see so many of you getting. So if you're wondering what is FAA approved, because I can't imagine sifting through all that. And if you're wondering when it comes to uh, cameras and aircraft, how those FAA rules are going to maybe either make you not safe or safe. I don't really know. I'm not a pilot. But either way, if you have questions and you want to make your aviation video look that much better, Flight Flicks. Any application, any aircraft, their team consisting of IA mechanics, experienced pilots, and engineers work with you to find a solution. They really do. And it's great people all around. So ask about Flight Flicks and ask about their certified FAA-friendly and safe solutions. Really, that book, those rules, FAA, don't mess around. Go to flightflix.net. Again, that's flightflix, F-L-I-X, dot net. And guess what? You made it. Have a good day.